Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today, to laugh a bit, to enjoy each other. But today, I, I want to call this message, Go Big. Go Big. Turn to your neighbor and say, Go Big. Because there is no bigger purpose in your life, in my life, than becoming part of what Jesus Christ has been doing for 2,000 years. And that is the building of his church. There's nothing greater that's happening on the earth than what Jesus is doing right now. He's building his church. So I pray that today that the Holy Spirit would give you a revelation and break off all the lies and misconceptions of who we are, what we are as a church, and what your role is in it. Because you are an important part of what Jesus Christ is building on the earth today, the church. Now, I know some of you have been hurt, you know, in the past, maybe by churches and church failures. But that doesn't discount that Jesus is still building his church. It doesn't discount the Bible that says that Jesus died for the church. While he was here, he lived for the church. And he's coming back for the church. I want to read this passage of scripture. If you have your Bibles in Matthew 16. Let's read this together. It says, when Jesus came to the the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you? But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my Father in heaven. See, if you're here today, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. If there's an awakening in your heart, in your soul, and you're being drawn to Jesus and drawn to his house, it's not something that's natural. Jesus is drawing you. Jesus is working on you. And he says this, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or hell will not overcome it, will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is the authority that God gives the church. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises. Say rises. 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 To become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, 
you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Do you know that we are the fulfillment of this prophetic scripture? This scripture, this prophecy by Jesus was spoken to Peter before Jesus was hung on the cross. Before Peter denied Jesus. Before all the disciples that followed Jesus just took off. Because they were in disillusionment. They couldn't understand how Jesus, who claimed to be God, could be hung on a cross and killed. But Jesus prophesied. And that prophecy not only came to pass, and we're going to talk about it, Pentecost, but we are still in the prophetic that Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago. We are still fulfilling God's word. You are fulfilling. Listen to this. You. You are Peter. You are fulfilling this word that Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago. See, when you turn your life over to Jesus, your life changes from small, insignificant, self-centered, meaninglessness, no purpose whatsoever, to something that is consequential. There's something that is prophetic that Jesus saw through history, and he sees you, and he uses you to fulfill this prophetic scripture that upon you, I will build my church. Upon you, I will build my church. Your salvation is so big, so huge. I pray that, that you catch this revelation. Your salvation, your coming to Jesus, your coming and being part of the fulfillment of the scripture, the church, is so big that the Bible says that creation, all of creation, waits in Romans 8, 19, waits in eager expectation, looking upon the earth. Who's being born today? Who's being born tomorrow? Who's being born next month? Who is being born to fulfill this prophetic word? For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. See, your salvation, your coming to Jesus, your being attached to the body of Christ, the church, reveals that you have been chosen. You might not understand this, because in our puny little minds, we do not realize how important we are to Jesus Christ. You know that song, you say, voices say, people say, but what does God say? God says, upon you, upon you, Joe, Shirley, Sue, Christian, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, I will build my church. It's such a powerful understanding when you look in the scripture and say, who am I really? What is the church really? See, you may be shocked today that, that, that 
Jesus actually chose you. For certain, your friends are shocked when you come to Jesus, right? Your family's shocked. What are you doing? Where are you going? What are you talking about? That's why, you know, this Kanye West thing, it's, it's a shock. It's a shock. It's a shock. People don't understand it. It's a shock. But when you're touched by Christ, you understand it. You understand it. You know what God does. Isn't that true? But why is it such a shock when we read the scriptures and read Jesus? He picked fishermen. They smell. He picked tax collectors. They steal. He picked prostitutes. We know what they do. So guess what? You're in a great crowd. I stand here and I say, thank you, Jesus. I don't know why. I don't know how. But thank you, Lord, that you chose me. Come on. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing. You don't have to be perfect. You have to be willing. Jesus is never concerned about his reputation. See, everywhere I turn today, as I was driving into the church, walking through the building, looking around, I saw Jesus building his church. When I came in this morning, I saw street signs. Jesus building his church. Matter of fact, as I'm calling out these different areas, will you please do me a great favor and stand? If you're in any area that I'm talking about involved in, I want you to stand and just stay standing. So like I said, I saw people, I saw Jesus putting up street signs. I saw Jesus directing cars. I saw Jesus setting up the church, breaking down the church. I saw Jesus freezing outside, greeting people, getting wet, greeting people. I saw Jesus in the cafe making goodies for his people. I saw Jesus ushering in the church. I saw people at the connect corner with the face of Jesus, the smile of Jesus. I saw people thinking and praying for the next growth track class, the next water baptism class. I saw Jesus in, in the 28 crews that were being held all over the community. I saw Jesus in the media booth. I saw Jesus in the resource center. I saw him on the worship team. I saw him in service production. I saw him caring for all the kids and all the babies. I saw him translating English into the heavenly language of Spanish. I saw Jesus taking pictures and doing video. Then I saw Jesus editing the pictures because you're not too good looking. I saw Jesus working with all the youth ministries of all ages. I saw him working with social media. I saw him, I saw him on the street, doing street team. Let me tell you something. It's amazing. I saw him in security. 
I saw him in the back room interceding. Right now, there's people praying in a room for the church, for you. I saw him preparing for upcoming baby dedications and water baptisms and doing marriage classes. I saw him getting ready for the Christmas concert and passing out tickets, passing out tickets. Who just gave me a ticket? I think, did he have long hair and a beard? Might be Jesus. I saw him being generous. Every time we take an offering, Jesus gives his life. He is the greatest offering. And I saw him every time the church says, let's care for the poor. Let's feed the needy. Let's collect canned goods. Let's collect school supplies for children that are in need. I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus. The devil wants to discount the church. The devil wants to, to keep the church down and out and, 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 and the church in their seats and, and not something that's, that's vital. We refute that because you and I are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and we thank him for choosing us today. Let's thank the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Some people think and say the church is just a building. Oh, what pretty stained glass. What beautiful marble. Other people say, oh, it's just a boring place. You know, you go there when there's a wedding, you go there when there's funerals. You go there at Christmas and Easter. You're not really a, a Christian, you're a Christer. That's what they say. And I say, you haven't met the people of my church. You haven't met the people that come week after week and serve as the feet of Jesus. They give their lives for others and sacrifice. You haven't met the place where the Holy Spirit comes and people are healed and people are liberated and people are depressed, are set free. See, church isn't just a place. Walmart's a place. There's <laughs> a Walmart fan. <laughs> McDonald's is a place. Chick-fil-A's a place. And Chick-fil-A's not even, won't be open today, so don't get too excited. But how many broken lives and people are healed at Chick-fil-A? How many broken lives and people are healed at Walmart? There's nothing like the church of Jesus Christ. It's the biggest, most consequential movement that has been happening for the last 2,000 years. If you're taking notes, write this down. The devil will do all he can to keep people out of church. Or he will do all he can to keep people dormant in it. The devil will do all he can to keep people out of church. And he'll do all he can to keep people dormant that are in it. See, the New Testament church started 2,000 years ago when Jesus said, listen, 
I need to go to heaven, and I'm going to send you someone that's going to help you fulfill my prophetic word. His name is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came, and there were 120 people in an upper room in a house that they say Peter's mother-in-law owned. And so here they are, 120 people. And the Holy Spirit came upon them as they prayed, as they served each other, as they ministered to each other. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and, and everything changed from that point. The church was birthed. Do you think that those 120 people could ever contemplate, ever believe where the church is today? Can you imagine these 120 people in a room seeing what the church is today? 7.3 billion Christians worshiping God. Millions upon millions upon millions of churches all over the place in every country, every tribe, every nation. See, we're those people. Now we're in a room. We're in this room. What will we do? Think about that. Because these people in that upper room, those 120, they had names, you know. They had names just like us. They were people just like us. Insert your name in the Bible. Insert your name as part of the 120 in a room. Now what will we do? What will we do when God sent his son to die for us and then sent the Holy Spirit to us? And he says, now, build my church. What will we do? The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it says, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built on a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices, which we do, acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. See, another thing about the church is, I believe that Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, he gives us the church as another chance, a second chance, at getting life right. Is this true? Amen. God gives us the church as another chance of getting life right. Not only does he give us a family, but he restores us. He changes us. He takes us out of a life of selfishness, of self-centeredness, of isolation, a life that doesn't really mean much. I don't care how many toys you gather. God takes you out of the small, and he brings you into the biggest thing that you can be doing with your life, and that's serving Jesus and building his church. Turn to your neighbor and say, go big. And God has put everything in you for you to do that. Every person in this church is unique and different. And that is beautiful. Amen. Every person is different. Take a look around. Some are really different. <laughs> but you know it's God who puts your personality into you? 
your gifts, your talents. Do you know it's God who writes your resume? Why? To take your resume and give it back to him. And say, God, this is who I am. Use me. This is who I am. I don't want my life to mean nothing, to be insignificant. See, it's not about your career. It's not about what you do from 9 to 5. You need to do that. But your life, my life as the church, we are a fulfillment of Scripture. We've been chosen. All creation waited for you to come into the body of Christ. All creation, the Bible says. What will you do with that? God has given us the opportunity. It's called the church. God has given us the place for us to say, here I am, Lord. You made my resume. Give me a job. Come on. In Colossians 1.16, for everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in who? In Jesus, in him. You find your purpose in him. People walking through the earth, lost, unhappy, unfulfilled. They're trying to find their purpose in their career. They're trying to find their purpose in relationships like we talked about. They're trying to find their purpose in their IRAs and saving enough to retire. And by the time you retire, you're too sick to enjoy all the money that you collected. They're trying to find their purpose where the Bible says you find it in Him. You find it in Him. Come on, let's thank the Lord today. He gives us a purpose. He gives us reason to live. Ephesians 2.10, it is God himself who has made us what we are and given us new lives in Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives helping others. This is the bottom line of why we're called to come to Christ, why we're called to be his church. The Bible says in James 2.14, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Now, this is an important question you need to ask yourself. I have faith, I believe, but I have no deeds. I don't do anything. Might come to church, but I have no deeds. The Lord says, and James says, can such faith save them? Because who you are is what you do. It's true. Who you are and what you do is a demonstration of who you are. You know, there are two, I'm going to close and ask the music ministry, please come forward now. There are two great seas in Israel. There's two great seas, they're actually lakes. One is the Sea of Galilee, and one is the Dead Sea. And what's interesting is the Sea of Galilee is alive with life. Do you know why? There's a flow into it, and there's a flow out of it. The Dead Sea is dormant. It's idle. Nothing lives in the Dead Sea. God does not want us to be idle. God does not want us to accept him, get saved, 
and be idle. We are saved to serve. You are saved to serve. You only work right when you say, count me in. I'm here, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Now what do I do? I'm here to serve. See, God's called us to go big. To go big. I worked for many years as a vice president of bank. had a big, big job. I had a banking job. I had a wife. I had kids. I was going for my master's degree. Took me five years nights. But I found my purpose in the house of the Lord. I found who I was in the church. And people, I'm too busy. I'm too important. I'm too this. I'm too that. Let me tell you something. You count all the hours that you spend on everything else, including social media and all the stuff, and compare it to how much time you give to the house of the Lord and serving, you might question some things. We are saved to serve. See, our kids' ministry needs servants. They come to me, and I see them, and I see some of the ladies serving back there happily. Three days, three Sundays a month, they miss three services. And I say, this isn't right. It's not right. Because we have like 100, between kids and youth in this church, we have like 170. The legacy of Christ. We want to put Jesus into them. We want to love them. We want to care for them. But I say, it's not right. That any person should be serving back there. I don't care how much a pastor on, we love it. We do it from our heart. We love the kids. I say yes, but you know what? There's other people in the church that love kids too. There's other people in the church who've been saved like you. And, and I feel that they need to lift their hand and say, you know what? I'm a woman. I want to help. How do I help? How do I serve? We have men's corps. And we serve in all capacity. The men setting up, breaking down, ushering, all kinds of stuff. All the ministries that we name. The church is vital to you, your family, to the community. But we have to step up. We have to say, I'm ready to serve. I've been saved to serve. God's given me a resume. Let me bring it to the Connect Corner today. This is who I am. Lord, Jesus, give me a job. Give me a job. And that's where you'll find true purpose, and that's where your life will be the biggest life that anybody could live. At the end of it all, you will hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? Thanks for listening today. We hope you were blessed by our Legacy Church podcast, and we hope to see you soon at our 10 a.m. church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform or at LegacyChurchRI.com. Have a blessed week.